0: Nerd friday i'm your host d neil and you know what time it is you know you know you know what that you know what that letter is up there you know what that case stands for that's concrete comics and what are we reviewing oh yes if you don't know now you know decimation earth okay this is hot fire wait a minute before i even start talking camera on me because i'm definitely about to show some pictures because y'all come. look at this. Can we, look, can we talk? I, I was telling, I was telling the creator, look at this artwork. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait, let me. This is why I need to get my PDF game up so I can stop playing with my life. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, at this. Look, y'all,
1: do you see that? That's I high mean, quality right there. You that know what? I gotta say,
2: I gotta say, I gotta say, when people do black and white, right? I feel like I've seen people will say, Oh, you know, they just didn't want to do color because it's expensive. It's like, nah, do you understand the amount of power? An emotion that you can convey with a good black and white, sometimes it's just so much more contrast as with it. So when it's done right like they did in this, I'm like, oh
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. It's
2: a it feel more menacing, you know? Nice. I, can, I can say like, bad. Tell,
1: look, I can say this and don't tell the creator this, but normally when I look at black and white, you know, books, I, I kind of get a little bored. But you know, for this one, <laughs> Netflix, they, you know. Involved,
3: so but yeah, uh, think the, uh, to the creator, okay. <laughs>
1: I love it. And if you don't
0: know, now you know. But first and <laughs> foremost, i have got to introduce the, the some concrete comic people. Uh definitely, you know the man in the corner right here. You know, I'm you know, I'm gonna get spotlight on him one time. Yes, <laughs> it know. is the great himself, <laughs> Mr. Onaji. Oh now right. he what the to pineapple touch. <laughs> come on man he didn't, he to, his teammate his teammate was talking crazy about him so he definitely he, definitely, he did uh, have to fix it
2: i got to get, get right for the camera
0: i appreciate that greatly and then we have the actual the creator himself like come on can we talk about this wonderful book all right and it's only chapter one so it did piss me off that he kind of just left it on a cliffhanger (laughs) (laughs) mr david Rucker himself
1: at least at least thought thought this was gonna be
0: like a 40 page thing when i got it and i'm like man this ain't even 40 pages
2: man hey (laughs) hey listen he had to wet the palate you know get you Uh, salivated for it you get what i'm saying see you understand d you gotta understand you gotta get concrete
0: comics (laughs) i got you and i got (laughs) you know who i got i got my co-host with me she finally showed up what Up,
1: so
2: what up? He's on time. First, up, so we're not even gonna put me out like that, okay? Because I have always been on time for every single show that I have been on. Unlike somebody who is taking
0: over for this month, but we That's ain't gonna right. point no fingers. Yeah, 9 9 and 2000, you know, there we we're go over. up yeah, in you that corner. Right See that right little Ooh. corner, Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> as we usually do here Black Nerd Fridays. Uh, yeah, before we get into it, we will talk about it real just real quick. I want to say. Uh, shout out to our co host, Mr. Refine. He is yes. a Buffalo native. Uh, he did go uh, to the horrific, um, uh, white supremacist terroristic, domestic terrorism, however they want to call it. He definitely went there to see friends and people, and he just he, he's having a rough time. So, yes. our prayers go out to everybody, heart go out to y'all. Uh, and only thing I'll say on that because I won't linger on it too much is that if you need an actual news source is not going to constantly repeat the same uh, things that white males who own those news medias want you to know. You need to you need to be watching Roland Martin unfiltered. You need to be going to the Black Star Network because Roland Martin unfiltered is the only black owned, 100 percent black owned news media company that literally spent not one hour, not two hours, but two days going through everything and showing the p pe- showing every person that died and so shout out to road martin unfiltered and we like i said our heart go out to y'all um and so on that not somber note because we are moving forward regardless of what happens we are going to be talking about decimation earth which reality actually is i've transitioned to it because you know i like to segue this uh decimation earth towards the end chapter one is talking about some real stuff and We'll get into it. But before we do that, as we always do here on Black Nerf Fridays, and I hope Anaji remembered this time, we always ask the question, What you drinking?
1: I'm drinking You're gonna bring we're LCS gonna bring camera tro- tro- uh, tropical vibe. So tropical- not- oh okay. Yeah, my yeah. you
0: know, my social media manager got that. My my yeah. on and off again social media manager.
1: Normally I like the watermelon and um I was I'm saving like my, my calories for the weekend before I drink because there's a brunch I got to go to. Okay, so, now we're talking. Yeah, so you know brunches in Atlanta get a little lit. So I'm waiting. Oh for it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> now, David, we didn't
0: tell you, we didn't give you the protocol. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, did you bring anything to drink? He got, you got, the, am, yeah. Okay, he got I water. I am
3: drinking <laughs> vitamin water. Shout <laughs> 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 um,
0: electrolytes.
3: <laughs> electrolytes. <You> know, I'm <laughs> drinking vitamin water. What flavor is this? Like.
0: Shout out fifty, 50 cents. He, he, he r- puts out.
2: something in his mouth. and don't even know what it is. <laughs> <Travel laughs> Not gonna know what flavor. Citrus. Says,
0: <laughs> says, What you drinking now?
2: So I'm gonna do a really like a kind of a funny thing with this. I'm drinking a kind of a lemon lime derivative. Uh, very very interesting. It's Supposed to be like made from the waters of mountain. It's called Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we call
3: that hillbilly juice know. in Ohio. <laughs> Yeah, you we gotta block when
2: this out fuel. is what i like to call it because i'm a huge gamer but i gotta say you know uh you know this is this is really good i mean it got a good amount of caffeine in it but i wanted <laughs> to see what type of kick it is we'll see when i open it up what flavors and aromas yeah. i get off of we it don't
0: do holler at us for a sponsorship that's all I like hey to say, hey listen if they,
2: i would totally take it because i don't just drink this just because this has been a long family tradition i'm just going to say but look Look at
0: that four. Oh wow. Look at that four. <laughs> <laughs> and the test beaker and the test speaker. And my um, scientist uh,
2: glass, my Pyrex, just wow.
0: say mm. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. we up my here doing promo. Really we don't do we are not doing thin. this for free, Mountain Dew, so you need to pay us. All right, holla at us for real, for real. And for me, you know, shout out. Again, brew your story. This was in the the Jubilee. Again, Juneteenth is coming again. I know a lot of people in different states already were celebrating. And shout out to all the black people, like in Texas and everything. But this oh, yeah. is the beer that I created with Oak Park Brewing Company called Old Fashioned Strong Ale, and this yes. thing is thirteen percent. Hold on, baby girl, daddy talk. This is thirteen <laughs> percent. I'm working. This, is, <laughs> this is orange peel, orange zest, and this thing was this thing was brewed and and uh, excuse me, this thing was canned. On October first, twenty twenty one. And yes, it has held itself up. So it is winning. Yes. Yes.
2: Oh my God. You know what's interesting though? Like we we both brewed an amazing yeah, beer with Oak Park, right? And it's funny because we both ended up choosing to do a strong ale. So it was funny because we both were trying to knock it out the park with ABV. I think mine was 13 and a half. It was my scarlet. And then here comes D talking about, oh, <laughs> you ain't got nothing on us. He ain't got nothing on like this. And he comes out with his strong ale. And I'm like, ooh. But I had to say, I, I think, you know, a lot of times when you try different types of beers and people, you know, influencers or other types of people go and make beers. And you're like, okay, we'll, we'll see how good this is. Like, I really thoroughly enjoyed these. Like, it wasn't boozy. Like, some people, when they go with high ABV, it was a beautiful color to it, as you can see Look him that. pouring it up
1: girl. in
2: the upper corner. But I got to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I also want to give a shout out to Oak Park because they are really big on their ABCs, which is art, beer and community. Shout
1: out and Park. they are
2: heavily given back to the community. They do tons of events that highlight women, businesses, just people within the community. So I always like to give a shout out to Raj and Jeff and tell them that they are fantastic people. So thank you for giving me the opportunity with my small brand to brew and also for giving Beer talk now, AKA D the opportunity. So we always got to show love to them because they they definitely definitely looked out for us.
0: And last but not least, I see you, Brick. I see you. All right, oh, Brick Aaron Beer Hut, Alpharetta, Georgia.
2: See, hey, Brick.
0: Al- Alpharetta, Georgia. We love it. But anyway, let's get into it because you know David David sitting here like what the hell? But oh, Naji you know we'll run our mouth about <laughs> crab beer and won't even get to the damn comic book we supposed. No,
2: to. No, that's not true. About. We get to it. We yeah, just true. go off way topic every
0: question. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna bring it up because you know I just I just want to just jump right into it. You know what is the significance uh, with the starting off this series with the uh, not known unknown uh, truth of Homo sapiens and Neanderthals? And let me move my finger because that's just horrible. There we go, bam. There. Yeah, yeah, get
2: that finger out of there. So,
0: yeah. So what what was that significance? I, I feel like you're. You're 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 trying to bring us along to to really get our brains wrapped around this whole uh, violence of humanity, but I could be completely wrong. So I'm gonna let you talk, and I'm i I'm not gonna zoom in on you because Onaji didn't like that last time. He wanted the <laughs> family feel. He didn't like the you know he didn't like when we just put the camera on him. So go ahead and do what you got to do while I drink my beer.
3: So I've always been a fan of Ancient Aliens. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show, Ancient Aliens, and I've always been a huge fan of um, the theories of how man has evolved. If you look at it, you know, supposedly man evolved from ape. And then there were several different versions of man leading to eventually Cro-Magnon that splintered off. And so as I was sitting and crafting this story, I was using that as a way of, bringing into the world the heroes, the offshoot of some of the creatures that you see. And, you know, Neanderthal, no one really knows what happened to the Neanderthals. They just one day up and disappear, poof. And so I was like, hmm, what if we explored that? What if we could explain the mystery behind what happened to the Neanderthals? And look at how they have scientifically looked at some of us who were walking around that are now humans, as, as they call us, homo sapiens, have Cro-Magnon, excuse me, Neanderthal genes in our system. So for me, in developing the characters and people with power, I was like, I'm not going to let's not do mutants. Let's use scientific ideas Mm -hmm. to explain how some of these people evolved
2: oh and you know i absolutely love that idea because with me with my science background we think about genes that have been turned off right because they no longer serve a purpose in the Mm -hmm. current form that we're in Mm -hmm. and there's tons of research that's going into this right now of if we turn on these genes what Mm -hmm. happens Especially when you look at how genetically similar we are to many species on this planet. So if you think about with sharks, their ability to constantly regrow their teeth. I mean, could you imagine if we had that ability to do so? Mm -hmm. Or with certain types of lizards um, and starfish who, when they lose a limb, they can regrow. I mean, that type of stuff to me is interesting. But then you also Mm -hmm. have to say to yourself, what was the trigger to turn that off? Was there a, a real reason? for that right so when we start to reawaken some of these things are we actually causing more harm than good so i absolutely love the take that you're taking with this that you know we have these old genes we have these old parts that are part of us so you know what is that what does that look like what does that mean and i like the idea instead of it being a mutant where you had a mutation it's just Mm -hmm. what if you reawaken something that was old and i love that concept because it's very very different but there's a lot of science that you can draw from nowadays to really help propel that story to the
3: fullest. Right. And, and it is, you know, one of the things you had said earlier before we came on, you know, you were, D, you were kind of mad that I left it on a cliffhanger in the first book. Well, That's I'm going right. <laughs> to let you know a secret. When I originally wrote the story, it was 160 pages.
2: I love it. <laughs> It was 160. You ain't got nothing.
0: Chapter yeah. one. I love it. That would have been great. I'd have read that thing and been. I'd have yeah. felt like
3: yes, we it
0: did was
2: it.
3: Yeah, it was 160 pages. But our main artist Shauna Lee came to me and said, "Bruh, it's going to take us like four years to draw this thing out. Can we break it up?" So we broke it up. So nice. yeah. So
2: basically, what you're saying is you've got enough material for a very well thought out story.
1: If you and that we don't have to
2: worry, right. Yeah. We don't have to worry about, oh yeah, you know, I'm still creatively working on right. this. This is like, it's going to be okay. Cause you know how sometimes people come up with these books, right? And we, we, you know, one of the, ones that had the biggest lag, I think, with uh, the Game of Thrones where they were like the show was speeding them up. <laughs> yeah, we, we had that problem, it seems.
3: <laughs> no, no, you don't because if you look right behind me, you see the book isn't totally mapped out on my door.
0: Man, I hold does. on, we gotta we gotta zoom in. Hold on, I to say, say can you. we
2: snapshot and zoom yeah. in?
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: that's that's the book that's mapped out. So book I one love it. Book two is already done. Book three, the artist is working on. Book four and five are already written. Book six is half done. And the other six books are in outline form.
2: Mm. I love it. I love it. Now, are you going to do any of the future books in color or are you going to stick with this black and
0: white aesthetic that you got? So I was just throwing all these questions out. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going
3: Uh, off topic. I'm sorry. (laughs) Originally, the idea was that we were going to stick. With black and white but we were gradually going to bring little bits of color into the book and then by the end of the second and third book the book would be fully colored
2: i love that it's almost yeah it's almost like we think about tv how we started off in black and white and then they you know they did that transition over into color oh i love that that's dope I like
0: that. <laughs> he's thinking. He's thinking ahead. He's he's sucking us yeah. in with black and white, and then bam, hit you with some color, and you'd be like, "I lost my." You're
2: like, "Oh my retinas!" They burn,
0: the it. <laughs> they burn. it with the color. <laughs> Seguing to the topic, thank you, sir. No, just, <laughs> staying on topic with these questions. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's I me. really wanted to know the uh, cultures and civilizations that inspired the sword, shield, circle, and eye crest that is seen by Professor uh, Warren. And his search for the truth, if I can say that, because I don't know what it is to be honest with you. I'm trying to find a good page. True, so that
3: is the, the Ira.
0: Yeah, the Ira. That's, 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 yes. that's what it was.
3: And <laughs> I'm gonna give a little spoiler here. So the Ira
0: put
2: up a spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> Wait, I, hold on, no, I can't do it because then I'm gonna knock up the backdrop. But go ahead.
3: <laughs> Disclaimer alert: The Ira is part of a secret group that. As you know, the Necronomicon was in the sarcophagus. Mm. So the Ira is a symbol of a group called the Order of Solomon, which was a spinoff of the Knights Templar. Ah. Ooh, nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Which leads into another society, which is called the Midnight Society, which is a total different spinoff, which will come down the road later. So
0: I like that. No, like, I like. I was trying to get it. I, I thought. I mean, I was like European again. The sword and the shield. Yeah. The iron raw was like uh, Egyptian. Got it. The yeah. circle though. What about that circle that's around? Because is there any significance to that, or is that just like a just something? It's just, that-
3: it's, just, it's just the symbol. The circle around it was just was just the symbol of putting the iron raw in the circle. So it's like it's a giant pendant got basically it. on top of the sarcophagus. Uh, now, would you? Mm.
2: Now, when you so, think about the eye of Ra, right, like when and of course, people will probably associate that with Egyptians. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you think about how Ra has been portrayed in movies, and I think one, because I was bring up my little bit of nerdiness with Stargate um, mm-hmm. and how you yeah. talk about <laughs> just a little yeah. bit yeah. Um, how, you know, he was portrayed. Mm -hmm. um in that movie right i and i think you know when you think about what he actually symbolizes what from that from rob were you trying to like pull in if you can without giving spoilers what about rob would you want people to kind of take away from this
3: so this is going to um i think answer one of the questions that we later are going to talk about but given that I chose the Ira because, as a symbol, because I wanted to bring in Moorish um, culture into it as well. Okay. Because this the, the Order of Solomon is actually more made up of Moorish, and it's an offshoot of the Knights Templar, and it was set in Egypt. I'm not in Egypt, the Middle East during the Crusades, right? And the actual. I believe the Nacronimicon was 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 in one of the cities that the Crusaders fought for.
1: Mm.
3: So I was trying to bring that aspect in. And also given the history of racism that HB Lovecraft has, yeah. I was trying to take from the forefront and move black and brown people to the forefront as heroes, as main characters instead of how they're viewed and normally in the Lovecrafting world,
1: H.B.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Lovecraft, where they're viewed as secondary, uh, secondary ignorant, um, uh, bestial, uh, just yeah. minions of white educated people who want to bring back Cthulhu or yes. mm.
1: and
3: And also give black and brown people more of a voice as the main characters, and the heroes instead of what instead of these old white intelligent characters yes. that seem to stand in the forefront of Lovecraft's writings. Yeah,
2: mm. I think that also is a, a nice way, because when you think about just outside of your works, but just in general, how mm. we're portrayed right in history, mm-hmm. um, how we're always viewed as secondary. We've talked a lot about this on our show when we talk about how are black people portrayed in the future? We're, we're mm. very, rarely mm. there. Right. Um, We're rarely in the future. When But when you think about all the things we have contribute just to culture, to technology, to advancements, it's it's shocking to see that we're not there. So I love this idea, especially with the time jumps that you did throughout the book um, to kind of show how we're there, regardless from history, Mm -hmm. all the way to the future. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I to me, I would love and I'm I'm curious if there's going to be any talks of like immortality or anything, because when you think about you know just the idea of you know finding old tombs and you think about some stories that we've always have heard there's always this idea or theme of immortality so are we actually getting to the idea of being able to tap into that i know you can't answer but i'm just that's just something that made me think of that when i saw that because i was like oh i hope we get into that because that would be cool to have black people achieve immortality just saying
3: well (laughs) i'll give you a hint um
0: Loving this conversation by the way. <laughs> uh
3: that child that you see in that story um will play a significant role throughout time. Mm. Hold right, on, let me go to that kid. Okay. Look at Anaji's face. Anaji's face is like, What? What
2: you He's talking about, okay. Eh? He said, What book you in? Cause we only made it up to four, five steps.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to find the kid. I'm like, go back and I have to look at look. I'm gonna go back and be like, okay, where's the kid? Yeah, I'm trying to find the
0: kid too. Is that it with the Neanderthals? I'm up here turning. Now you got me interested. All right. I oh, in the it. backdrop. Is the kid in the backdrop with the when they cook? There's a, there's a glimpse
3: of the child in book one. You just gotta look for it. There
0: you go. Right oh my there. god. In the back, in the back corner right there. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See. Okay.
3: See.
2: Look at him. He's
0: trying to set. He's setting us up. He. He. he okay. That's you. He you, said you, pay you.
2: attention to all pieces. I like. I like. I like where attention. you're going.
0: You're making me be like, did you not pay attention to that? Bam! I'm hitting you with it. Now I'm about to tie. It and we all know in D. It.
2: D. Don't be paying attention to the small details. Now, sometimes. Sometimes it depends. It
0: depends. Like I didn't even. Pay, I saw the kid, but I was just like, I thought it was another at least
2: he went to the right page. I
1: give
0: you I that. I thought it was that's another good. adult that just got got with the arrows by the by the, by the homeless <laughs> I'm just saying they killed. they was killing everybody. I'm just keeping it hunting. All right. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, it um, to
3: you this way with Decimation or every single thing that's on that page you see. <laughs> Pay close um, attention to it. Cause it may be the minor is the slowest thing. Something's gonna come back. See.
2: See, I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love yeah. all the people you
1: cool Like, let me see what else is in there.
2: Exactly. at our next t- team meet. I need to talk to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that actually oh. ties in since we were talking about H.P. Lovecraft. Um, you ha- you have again inspired by him. You you mentioned that in your author's notes, and I mean for everybody when when uh, when you all watch this on the replay and everything, this man has a whole page of author notes. Like, come on, you got the team in the background too. You got a whole page for them to show the whole team. Come on, that's a beautiful thing. Um, you you mentioned several quotes are are small snippets of uh, parts that H.P. Lovecraft was talking about in certain books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was very interested in the um, that which let me pull it up because I know I got it on there, but I got to read it word from word because I was like, what is he talking about? I'm like, is he talking about lie like I lie down or lie like I lie? And it's <clears throat> no that's the, that's the wrong one. <laughs> got to the wrong page. N- got it. That that is not dead which can internally lie. And with strange aeons, a- a- if I pronounce that correctly, mm-hmm. even death may die. And I'm just like, man, that's that's just a powerful quote. I don't know what the hell it means, but yeah. Um what, what will these quotes that you have shown us since you're saying to pay attention to details and I definitely paid attention to all these quotes? How will the quote about the dark universe uh, that, that eternally um, that that can lie. And then also the quote about fear, like the oldest emotion of human. I mean, of our species is fear. That was a good quote as well. How, what significance will they play or how will they be incorporated into the story?
3: Well, the significance of all the quotes, especially those two are giving you a, glimpse into those time periods what to expect in those time periods um with let's start with the fear um we're dealing with cosmic horror and when i brought use that quote as fear cosmic horror is different from what normal horror is cosmic horror is more about like the sense of dread foreboding and like you know how like you see something out the corner of your eye Yes. And then you and you try to see and then you look and it's not there, but you yes. can just see it, but you can't get a glimpse of it. Mm. That's what I see as fear, is the fact that if you could see it and actually go through that door, mm. that what you see would be something that you don't want to experience. All right. I mean, if you look at movies like Annihilation or um <clears throat> Um, Dagon, or any of the Lovecraftian cosmic horror movies, there's always this point where the characters, I really don't want to see this. I really don't want to experience it. But for some reason, I'm drawn to it. And then when I go through that door, what I experience is beyond normal human capacity. I can't even put it into words. Mm. Creatures, you know the the fear, the dread, and the and the and, and even the abominations I would say, or eldritch horrors that you experience, you can't even put into words. You can't even use the word grotesque to describe them because wow. they're so overwhelming to the human mind. And yeah. yeah, and that's why I chose both of those quotes. Mm. You know, oh. even death can die. You know. Yeah. They, it, that
0: was that was, I was like, man, that was crazy. And I you mean, know, like,
3: yeah, you know, <laughs> ahead, death ahead, can see. die. That that is deep right there, that death can die. I'm dead, but I can still and but death can die itself.
0: So, you before, know what they, go ahead, so.
3: Go, no, go go ahead, Dave. Go
2: ahead. So
0: with that, right? If we're going cause I feel like that quote, especially that is not dead, which can eternally lie, and with strange aeons, even death may die. I when I read that and I'm just getting the just the first chapter mm-hmm. i'm like okay there's because you mentioned that with the neanderthals and the homo sapiens about what the theories are of how the neanderthals were just either they either died off or they were killed by the uh homo sapiens which you show in the first chapter mm-hmm. but for that part about even death may die i was taking it in my perspective of okay there is a lie that has been told and that lie it it is eternal because you don't know that the truth is buried so much that the lie itself is now the truth. The Mm -hmm. the lie is dead. The truth is also, the truth is also, if the truth is in my mind alive, it's not, it's not necessarily buried. It's just nobody talks about it. And then that part of when you say, well, even death may die, it's almost like even, even that, that lie can die again and like Mm -hmm. even cover the truth, like another layer. And I I know that didn't sound I stand a whole bunch of correct of people probably like what the hell is he talking about but that's how I took those layers of that as far yes. as and and I even wrote in the um the the grabber that I got you when people read the description mm-hmm. when I talked about you know a, um where the truth can have uh, death knock at your door and, mm-hmm. and but the, but a lie can hide the truth and it's just it was like that's what I got from it. So as I started reading and you jump forward to the present day uh, with the with the with some of the main characters, and then just this conversation with the, um, and I won't give all the spoilers, but the conversation with a, a certain a certain uh, biologist and all these things of this nature, I was like, and here it goes because they're focused on this one thing, but I feel like I'm just about to be going down a rabbit hole of lies, truth, is it the truth, is it a lie, and I'm just going to be bouncing around so much that because I've been told this lie for generations, centuries, and so forth, and I'm referring to the series that. To find the truth, it's like the truth is death, but then the truth also sets you free because it will kill the lie, really, even though the lie so, that was told is like, you know, it's
2: crazy. But you know, I think it made me think when I read that about a quote that I just watched, um, it popped up in the movie uh, Operation Mincemeat, which is about an idea of deception. It was like one of the greatest deceptions ever in World War II. And there was a line that the guy said that I think captures this perfectly. What Dee was trying to say is the truth is surrounded by a bodyguard of lies, right? Because a bodyguard is going to try to protect you getting past this. So, like we don't want you to see this. So I think that is beautiful in a sense because there's when you think about you know deception as a as a as it's as for what it is. The whole point is to mislead you, to misguide you. So you don't know what's really there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this can be something as small as a person when you're dating. And we see this all the time. People put on this facade of who they are. And over time, <laughs> you right? Go to a job. <laughs> but then are like, over time because they have to maintain this lie for some people it's very hard to do right but for others who we all know are special in that category can maintain it but the thing is that it's an art form of being able to maintain that so i like the idea because they keep saying this throughout you know if you truth if you knew it's just it's going to blow your mind and you have to say to yourself you know when you think about death dying you know, it's like it's it's not in a sense of, oh, my God, here's the end. It's like here it is taking you to another plane, you mm-hmm. know, another plane of truth, another plane mm-hmm. of existence. Right. So to me, I'm, I'm very curious to see what that is, because the fact that when the homo sapiens killed the Neanderthals, I love the quote that it was more sinister than what you think. Like the truth mm-hmm. is much more sinister. And yeah. so to me, it's like, clearly it has to. Right. There's, there's, a, and, it, and it gets into that idea of what you're talking about with fear. Right. And I think that with fear itself, you know, you think about, like you said, you see something out the corner of your eye and you're like, what is that? But I also think, too, when you think about naturally or instinctively, when we meet people and they always talk about horrors. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, that, that vibes didn't sit well with me. Like you feel something in your gut. and You can't pinpoint it, but it's there. Something is telling you. This person's bad news it's bad juju and you have to say to yourself well what I is that what it. right but what about this is speaking to me on that level where I get that feeling of like I need to stay away right or if I need to pay attention when you're out and about places so I love the idea of that fear being there because fear is a natural emotion mm-hmm. right like that's that's there and I think for some people, You know, and I think what's so interesting about it, they talked about this. It's like you can be in such a feared state that your body, you can basically die from fear because you've Mm -hmm. taken it to that extreme. So we're talking about those horrors of fear. It's like, are we going to see something like that where a person gets so pushed into it and like you said, you can't even put a word to it. You can say it's beyond grotesque. Are we going to see people you know, dying from that or like, you know, being pushed into a plane that they didn't even know existed? So I'm really excited about that. Honestly, I, I am excited with the way that those quotes were. And it just made me think about some of that stuff that I read or have seen in movies.
3: Yeah. And I, all I can say is you're going to go on a journey with our heroes, and by the time it ends, you're going to be like, oh, <laughs> I, you know, it's going to be one of those things that just blows your mind. Um, okay. okay. And, and, and on all I can say for anybody who picks up Decimation Earth, we're one of the most we're, – we're different from everybody else in concrete. Mm. And, and when I say that, Decimation Earth is more of – you have to pay attention to what the story says. You have to pay attention to the visuals. It, it makes you think um, and makes you question. You know, the way D took that quote is exactly how I wanted someone to view that quote. And the way you are... I
0: mean, the whole time.
3: <laughs> yeah, and the way you were breaking it down is exactly the way I wanted, I wanted someone to just like, oh, well, this is why I see it, and this is how I view it. And as we take you on that journey, we want you to we want you to question everything.
2: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I you love it.
0: Right? And as you question yeah. it all, nothing nothing all. I mean, nothing is the truth only in your mind. Anyway, I was <laughs> going
2: to say Inception did that for a lot of people. Right. When you watch that, people are like, I yeah. don't even know like the end. And you're like, oh, I want to believe. And then you get this hope. Right. So you have fear and then you have hope like I hope that's the route they're going. And you're like, I I, honestly, I don't know. And I love when you can do that with stories because everybody's interpretation can be a little bit different, but I think that's also because of their own life experiences that really bring that to life. So I love that.
0: You know, Najee, if you got anything to say, you go ahead and jump in. I know we've been, (laughs)
1: been Oh no, I was uh, listening because my phone has been going off like crazy because of my family. So Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm li- I'm, li- I'm trying to I'm pay li- attention to two things at once.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now you're holding it down. I got to always Odina Value What Valium four right now? Where we at?
1: Issue four is okay. done. Vo- uh, issues five and six are almost
2: completed. Hey, you guys are pumping out the material,
1: out man.
0: The circle shout out to Odina. You know, and then and, and, uh, you know it's going down. <laughs> now this question we got to talk about it because we 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 mentioned. It, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, H.P. Lovecraft uh, and just a pure, pure racist, I mean, was uh, white, white supremacy, white is right. I mean, even even one of the things that you mentioned, which I won't repeat um, what he wrote, like how. So you did speak about this, but just even in a little more detail, because, again, chapter one, it's really just introducing us to the concept of like the beginning and what that beginning really is or is not. Uh, and then you're getting into the main characters. But how uh, w- will this series confront that? And how will it confront it if it does?
3: Um, well, the series from the beginning confronts racism because f- from the front point, our characters are black and brown. The leads are our characters. Um, and the way the w- the book is broken down is the past is Neanderthals. The president is uh, present is HB Lovecraft and the future is Gideon. So that's how the time periods work. And so as we go through the time periods, you've already seen a form of us dealing with racism between the, uh, Cro-Magnons and Neanderthals.
1: Hmm.
3: And then as we get into HB Lovecraft, which is set in Florida during the 1930s, Hmm. We're going to delve deep into racism. Mm. Um, And we, we dealt, we, book two, I think it's book three that we really get into it. Um, So, book two sets it up. And then, book three, we really get into it. In the future, as the story grows, we will see obstacles coming in the way of how Gideon deals with them. We're going to talk about white identity politics. We're going to cover how Lovecraft viewed black and brown people um, LGBTQ. um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we do have LGBT LGBTQ characters in our story. We'll be introducing. Um, And I think one of the things that when I talked to Sean is we felt that just, The way we had set up the story, I had set up the story and how we were creating the characters that we were already taking it on with H.P. Lovecraft. But I'm just one of many authors that have gone out there and called out and said, hey, yeah, you say Lovecraft has a lot of influence in the horror community. But yet you make excuses for him saying, well, he was a man of his time and he Mm could have changed. That's what yeah. a lot of people give him that excuse for. But I don't give him a pass for that. Right. What 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 I do? Just like the author of Lovecraft Country. Now, I'm probably going to lose some of your fans here. <laughs> I'm not a. I was not a huge fan of Lovecraft Country, mm. just because I read the book. Gotcha. Ah, the see, TV I
1: haven't show. read
3: the book. Yeah, before but I still TV wasn't. <laughs> yeah, before the TV show came on. Because the author in the book really delved in to racism. Mm. You know, there is a scene in the book where uh, the main character is driving back to uh, Chicago. And he gets a flat tire and everybody goes by him. So he walks into town and he tries to buy a tire at a tire shop. And the gentleman happens to be white and happened to be seen and they were in the same infantry unit at different times mm. but the mm. white but the white man who owns the, uh, the garage still refuses to sell to him and tells him well there ain't no where my units and everything mm. and it, it's just like you see him like I went I mean I fought for my country I did this and you know he's angry you know and then they really delve into the green book. And how the mm-hmm. game book played a role in uh, that time. So I think there was, a, I think they did a lot of good jobs with talking about racism, but there were some things that they left out. And, and that's what we are trying to do with this story mm-hmm. um, is bring it to the forefront because Lovecraft used these creatures as a way of. Demoni- uh, demonizing black and brown mm. uses a way as to promote racism. You know, and, and this is a thing that a lot of people don't know. He was anti-Semitic, but yet his wife was Jewish.
1: Mm.
0: Oh, that's I mean, that's not that's, that's, that's not uncommon. That's not, uncommon not at all uncommon. for anybody. It's
3: not uncommon. We know yeah. it's not <laughs> uncommon, but not a lot of people know that about Lovecraft. But you know, his wife was Jewish.
0: Yeah, the Proud Boys. I mean, his wife was his wife is black. I mean, but you know what really? I,
2: I'm, I find it interesting when you talk about, um, you know, the idea of them dry, diving a little bit more into the fact that these two were both a part of the military. I mean, mm-hmm. when you think about what happened in World War II, and you had a lot of black military people who were overseas, mm-hmm. you know, they were dropping pamphlets and propaganda to say, "Why are you fighting for a country yeah. that doesn't even acknowledge you sure. as human?" So it's very interesting. Right, that like you said, and you talk about you know Lovecraft being a man of the times that people like to give him a pass. And you said you don't want to do that. And I do think, again, I have to agree with you on that because you had several people during those times who did not agree, right? Who said, "Hey, this is something that is clearly and terribly wrong," and who mm-hmm. actually tried to stand up and say something. Who was on the right side of, of history? Mm-hmm. So, I do find it very interesting when people do give a pass. You hear this type of stuff all the time, but I'm like, here mm-hmm. we are a lot of those same themes that we know has been a part of history are starting to come up again and more to the forefront. It's not like yes. they haven't, they disappeared. Let's right. be real. They're just now coming back to the forefront to be more acceptable. Heavily. So you have to say to yourself now, people of our time, when people in the future see what we've gone through and we're still around, like when we get into <laughs> our fifties and sixties and seventies, we're going to be people of that time. Right? So we have to say to ourselves, well, what are we going to be doing at that time? Are we going to continue to play into those tropes, right? So that, I love how you're bringing it up and how you, say you want to make it more of the forefront because again, we draw a lot of inspiration from real life. So as you're drawing this stuff in, it's like you need to make sure that these things are known. You know, right. it's, it's a form of escapism, but we also have to be very mindful that regardless of what realm you're in, they're probably still going to have these type of, Issues because if they're coming from us, right, that's what's going to happen. I mean, the people like to talk about AI, how it's going to be revolutionary, but I'm like, but who's doing the coding? Oh, yeah, let's think about that for a second, you right?
0: Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, media and everything. So, I mean, that's right? all AI and algorithms that are just doing the same thing currently, with exactly what you're talking about, said. So, right. exactly. it's already here. Exactly. You can't, you can't, you can't take it out. This. And that's one of the things, you know, sidebar, and then I'll stop talking about. Star Trek, which I was always, I'm a big fan of Star Trek and I always wanted us I always want them to do a series that really showed the transition of when racism, that whole aspect of depleting racism, because it literally, Star Trek literally went from uh, uh, humanity being this democratic, social, communist, everything to just militaristic, clear across the board. And it doesn't show anything where anybody is necessarily oh because you're black or because you're Mexican or whatever that you can't be a captain? I mean, Jordy LaForge's mom was was a captain, his dad was a, a general, but it just I really wanted to see that so that we could see like how did that over how was that overcome and that could be a whole that could be like a five six seven eight nine ten year series, but I know it'd be so. It, I mean, they won't know, do it. Right? <laughs> yeah, I just don't think they would do it because people. Uh, and I just won't say people cause white people be like roll our eyes and be like, Oh my, Oh my God, even in Star Trek, but it's like, that's reality. And that's the, oh. and that's the thing. So I'm glad yes. you're doing that. Uh, yeah. And I won't talk yeah. anymore about it. Cause we will, will yeah, you know, we'll go ahead. And then I'll do
2: know, you know what This is the last thing I'll say. Cause I think it's pretty interesting that you're talking about this because in Lovecraft country, right. we finally get hit, get it. where a black character as mad, like can do magic. And he yeah. likes, oh, oh, this is cool. Oh, Mm -hmm. and he's tied into the direct bloodline? Yeah. And it's like that to me was something because you had, and even then, even though he had the purest of blood leading back through and had the powers, they still were like, no, we don't want you. And it's like, this dude can be the next coming for you. No, we don't want it. We don't want it. Why? Because he was black. And then it's like the way that the series ended, which by now we could talk about it, but I'll still say spoiler alert. They killed a character off. And I'm like, I'm so tired of us being able to reach these new levels in media. And then as soon as we get it, it gets taken away, which, of course, you could say that happens in real life. But it's like, Jesus Christ, can we at least have some place where we reach these high levels of enlightenment or magic or whatever you want to call it and not have it stripped away? I mean, that to me is just like, again, when are we going to be able to not have things tied to black? trauma and pain or death like i want to see something that's more like hey we are pushing the boundaries of what we have here nope Mm -mm. Nope. Mm -hmm. and i think with your type of work we're doing that and i think you're showing from his history presence and future that we're going to be able to do that right so i Mm -hmm. love the fact that we're getting this type of media and i hope somewhere down the road you guys can get this like into an actual animated form because that
0: oh yeah we're
2: Right. I think it would be really cool because it would be a different way for us to see ourselves. Right. So yeah, that's yeah. that's something. Yeah. You know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. And when I was writing Decimation Earth, I think my writing partner, Barry Newkirk and I, in the back of our minds, um, Barry at the time was putting together uh, a show for um, was trying to pitch a show to uh, Adult Swim at yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And, and in my mind as we were working and we were talking I could not see Decimation Earth being a film
1: mm-hmm.
3: I could see it being anime I could see it being anime because of all the sophistications of how Sean and I work together to design the costumes for the characters mm-hmm. and there are certain things that you can't necessarily do no matter oh how gosh, much- No no matter how much you use CGI and everything, it's, it's you know, and so, yeah, I mean, for us with Decimation Earth, it's, it's, it's a quest to get to the end. And at the end, the question you're going to ask yourself is, was this real or is this just, you, you know? I like it already. I love it. I love it.
0: A mind a mind trick mess up your mind. <laughs>
3: yeah, and, and that's the, and that's the thing um, well we'll go on in the next question and then oh, no.
0: the last question is just I mean you can keep talking. I just want yeah. to put this up about just why why choose concrete comics to showcase? I mean your Decimation yes. studios I saw that in the background. I was like wait a minute. This is, I know I always love collaboration, okay? Cuz we need to unify to get to the goal that we need to get to, but why concrete comics?
3: So when we when when we established Decimation Studios, um, we were looking for someone to help us publish the book. Um, we had thrown a wide net to everybody out there. Uh, Sor- Source Point Press at one time was interested in publishing us. Um, Penguin's uh, publishing soaring Penguin was interested in publishing us, but they came to us and said, hey, look, you can either do Lovecraft or superheroes. You can't have both. Hmm. So, so, <laughs> what? So Barry and I were like, nah, whatever. Um, no, and don't let it. it was uh, FTO, um, D. Murray, that came to me, and my buddy Wally McNair and I and Danny Quick had been following concrete and we're like look at these guys these guys are going crazy on that's right stars man they're, they're just look look what anaji did look what all these guys did oh, and damn. we're just like man and then out of nowhere D and I were having a con- uh, conversation and I brought up concrete he's like man that's who you should talk to he's like hmm. I-, I can set it up you want to you want to talk to Alonzo finally I was, I was like See? yeah and so he was like Alonzo Dave Dave Alonzo. Lonzo's like man I love your work Let's do this. And so and that's how I came aboard. You know, see,
2: that's that's <laughs> what I'm talking about, right? When you yes. talk about right. five to one, bam. Right. But you know what? That that gets me a lot of times when you think about some of these industries, right? Like we think mm-hmm. about beer, when you think about comics, it's a small industry. It's yeah. big, as big as it is, it's still very small.
1: Mm-hmm. Like who small knows
2: things. who, right? Like everybody knows everybody, right? But yeah. then at the same time, you still have it where people get this, I want to be the only type of mm-hmm. mentality. And I love to see when you get collectives like this, where you're not going to limit a creator and artist on their, what, what makes them know. I mean, that's why you chose them is because of what they came with. And right. of course you want to stick within the aesthetics of the brand, so to speak, but you don't mm-hmm. want to limit their creativity too much. Right. So I love the fact that one you guys knew of each other's work right and -hmm. that when it came together it wasn't where it was like oh well you know we need to have this like who's going to be ownership of this it was like it worked as a family right Right. and i love hearing these type of things because you know again we we rarely are able to celebrate or hear of these type of, of combinations that are happening right so the feet to hear that you were like, Hey, I would love to work with them and that was a mutual feeling, mm-hmm. I think speaks volumes of this. And I think the fact that you're able to you came, like you said, <laughs> this large book and you're like, Well, we need to chaff this up. I mean, that just shows you the longevity of your partnership is going to be there for quite some time. Right. So I'm I, that just warrants my heart to hear that.
3: Wow. Yeah. And so I think the way I approach this is as Robert Kirtman, you know. I'm 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 down with concrete, but also I want to be everywhere. You know, you know. I'm like, hey, he's like, you know, you know how Wu Tang was. You know, Wu Tang came together, did an album, but then Meth did his thing, and Ghostface Killer did his thing. (laughs) Oh, you're Meth.
1: I'm Meth. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: and, I, and I just said enough because you said I got the town. I hold down the women and
1: they
2: get So let me just tell you who I'm not.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <not.
3: I'm> <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to smile when you said when you get fifty and sixty because I'm gonna be fifty one this year. So I said, well,
0: you don't look you don't look a day past
2: thirty oh, five. Wait, 35, hold, you hold the 35. phone. You're be fifty one. Dude, I'm taking you around our age. I mean,
0: Thirty-five. I thought
3: it was thirty five. Yeah, that's what everybody thinks, yeah. but now I'm fifty one. But yeah, yeah, it's just uh-huh. it's, like we no like, can make don't pencil,
2: pencil. Pencil. I'm hoping to make it today. You know what I'm saying? Like you <laughs> want to make it, but you're like the way the world going right now. Yeah. I know.
0: But he's white know, people acting, not the world. The white people Well, no, you got
2: pandemics going It'll on too now. Let's not listen, let's not act like Corona's still not out there because people yeah. acting yeah. like an yeah. ain't. That I'm was, just
0: that was colonizer not handling their business. But anyway, that's a sidebar. Go ahead. Keep talking, babe. Yeah.
3: So, you know, it's like, you know, I've got you know, Decimation Earth is such a huge universe and there's so many things we can do with it. I mean, Anaji and I have been talking about him taking one of our characters and working Ooh. on it. Um, Danny Ooh. Cavalvo is working on a side project right now on something that's set in the uh, prehistoric period. And oh, so, come
2: on. Uh, yeah, come so on, you're going prehistoric?
3: Yeah, so there's Ew. so many things that we can do with the Decimation Earth world. We look at it like it's Star Wars. I mean, yes. there's so many different ways we can do with the characters. You know, I already know how it's going to end and it's going to end in a way that either we can just end it there but if we have enough popularity, yeah yeah if we have enough popularity we can come back with another series.
2: Um, now, now here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. You've written it in a way where you can either end it or set it up right mm-hmm. but like in lo- like deep down inside of you. what mm-hmm. do you really want? Do you really want to like end it and like move on to something completely different? Or do you really want to try and take this to like a whole nother level and and say, hey, you thought your mind was blown, then your whole existence is going to get blown apart on this next one? Like, what do you want to do?
3: I think I want to get to the end and see okay. where I'm at with where I'm at with the story because okay. there are so many pieces and ideas that I've started, like I've started doing one, sh- start working on one shots on the main character, and I start working on another shot uh, another one shot for one of the main no, one of the main characters you're going to meet in book 3 okay and so i am slowly putting this together and it's evolving all the time you know even it. though i've got it you know Mapped laid out, out <laughs> laid out on my door right it, it it keeps evolving in my mind and you know i already know how it ends i have it vividly in my mind i've already talked to Sean and and the other artist Bernie Mm -hmm. Cook, about how I want to end the book. Now,
2: does Onaji know how it ends?
3: No, Onaji, no. The one thing you you have, the one thing it is, is like Lonzo and Onaji and Jamel have to pull things out of me because I'm like so close. Like, if I tell you, I feel like I'm giving away a state secret. You know? And like my co-writing partner, Barry, is just like, Dude, come on! If we're gonna write this, you gotta tell me what's going on. You just can said no. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, and it, and it's interesting to have a co-writer because in this book, because the way I write, I have an outline, but I throw everything up against the wall, hmm. and then Barry comes in and is like, "No, that's got to come out. No, that's <laughs> got to come out, <laughs> and we got to tie this up." I like it. Hey, yeah. so
2: who keeps you straight? Okay, I like it.
3: Yeah, I like who it keeps too- straight?
2: So you're the one who fragments the timelines and various, like, let me get this back. Okay, here we go. <laughs>
3: right. That and <laughs> right. And and some people, some people have come to me and said, maybe you should just focus on one timeline. But <laughs> the way I've written this, it would not work if I didn't no. have those timelines, because those timelines are eventually going to come into one, eventually going to merge into one. Like it. A- You know, it's going to explain those two timelines are going to merge into one, which will explain how we got to the future. Mm. I
2: like that. I like that a lot.
3: And so that's why it's important that we give you those two timelines. We're not going to give you everything in those timelines. There will be other things like we'll introduce other books that will give you more in-depth things on those timelines. Right now, we're just giving you glimpses. To get to the main one that's going to be the future, which will become the
2: present. Mm. I like that. Yeah, well, that's good.
0: With that, you know, yeah. last but not least, you know, you've answered all my questions. I have, I have no Great. more good. And it says I actually went to the question I was going to skip because you already talked about what you were going to do for the series. Mm-hmm. But I was like, let me change the question around so I can get it. And there goes my co-host. She's like, Daddy, it's time to go. Um, but last mm-hmm. but not least, um, let the audience know. Again, we know Concrete Comics, concrete comics.com. <laughs> Hold on, Daddy's almost finished. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, like, oh, yeah. I'm almost as good, Daddy. Like one more minute. But for, she's like <laughs> no. For yourself, <laughs> like where can they reach you? Like what? What? How can we contact you? What you know? Just go ahead and give your spill. Follow, the subscribe. Camera, camera where? Where can on. they hit you?
3: I'm on Twitter at Decimation E. I am on Instagram at Decimation IX. Er, Decimation Earth IX. Um, You can reach me there at either Twitter or Instagram. Um, I always love hearing from the fans. I always love people sending me questions and I love answering them. Um, So those are the two main places you can, you can reach me.
2: Nice. Love it. Cause they always say Twitter is like the battleground where people can just go and argue. So I always love when really? <laughs> some people do that on Twitter. I'm like, uh oh, I love it. I I haven't gotten into Twitter. I like to go to read some stuff on there, but I haven't really gotten into it. Instagram's my spot. But that's cool though. I I love to hear when authors or artists are open to getting questions from fans. But have you gotten any crazy questions from anybody yet? Like anybody like. Because, you know, that's when you really feel like you've made it, when people start asking you, like, some weird stuff. And you're like, I don't know where that's coming from.
3: <laughs> no, I, I haven't really got any c- crazy questions. The ones I've oh. gotten mostly is, like,
2: like, is like well, wait a minute.
3: <laughs> have I gotten some crazy questions, Najee? I, I don't think I have. I mean, I've had people ask me, tell me there's time travel in this. Tell me there's magic. Tell me if there's supernatural. Because if it it's is, like, I'll do be it. Right. Read. just yeah, read. read. <laughs> No, I really I really haven't had any crazy questions and I wish I would get some crazy questions. And Najee, are you oh, thinking of one?
1: I've gotten crazy questions, but I can't repeat it because there's a child around. So
2: <laughs> Nice. So you know we're gonna put that in the private chat then for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. But
2: I mean, like overall, I'm I'm really excited for it. I've read it. I was extremely excited about it. I did the digital copy to make sure I got it in time to read, but I will go back and actually get the physical copy because that's just, I'd love to do that. Um, So it's just like, you know, I get to double and, you know, support by getting multiple copies. So,
1: um,
2: but I'm, I'm really excited to see what comes out. I think overall the stuff that we have read from concrete comments has been phenomenal from artwork to the stories. So I'm, I, I, honestly it's been great. I mean, You know, a lot of times you want to support people to look like you, you know, and sometimes it'd be like, "Eh, you know, it could be better. But this is actually some some top quality material. So I'm very excited that you have joined into the to the fam and I'm excited to see the next books and see what crazy trips we're going to take with this. Because I had some ideas, but I could be completely wrong and I love when I'm wrong, but I also (laughs) like it when it plays into it. I'm like, yes, but, you know, I just like to be surprised. So I'm excited for it. So thank you for. Being on the show, Anaji, you are always always a joy to have on, especially when you got your, your pineapple there. I gotta going. come
1: back. I gotta come back with my drink and we gotta talk about some things. Yeah, we, yes. hey,
0: let's do it, man. You whenever yes. you ready, like again, uh, David I want to tell you this too. Always. Like we, we hey, are whenever here. you
3: need me. whenever you need me, just shout.
0: Yeah, we know we're here for we're here for y'all. We're gonna add yeah. value by always promoting. Yes. Black Artists at all yes. times. There's so many yeah. comic book artists. There's so many graphic so many. designers. It's, it's we're we're gonna. I'm reaching out more. I, I'm like I need to buy their book first because I'm always like come on the show. But I was like, let me buy your book first. And you're like, hold on, let me let me
2: actually get to yeah, that, <laughs> so I can read sure it. That, and know what we're talking about?
0: <laughs> but show you that I really want to like I want to look at your work and I want to you know uh, just daddy. just praise it because I mean I'm not here to we're not here to critique it. We're just here to say thank you. I mean because again it's, it's it's not it's not easy creating and I think a lot of people think it is, but.
3: Nice um, when you have a full time job too. Come right. On, oh, so, so you
0: had a full time
2: oh, yeah. job doing the same. That that even that makes it even more, I think, special because yeah. you're doing you got a full time job.
3: I got two fourteen year old and you know, and a wife. So, oh, so uh, you
2: got a whole fam. You're like, I got kids, I got a tribe. wife I gotta watch after, right. and I got a job. Yeah. More
0: <laughs> but, before we, but before we get too much longer on this i got to cut y'all off because we are past right. the hour mark but anyway this has been another episode of black Nerd fridays thank you so much david and Onaji. Thank shout you. out to concrete comics man if you haven't got decimation or if you need to get it chapter two already is going to be on its way soon and the, he's already finished about four five six books i mean already i'm <laughs> in mean, chapter so you, you you're losing out. but with that we're going to get into this wonderful outro, just like we do the wonderful intro from Kinky Says Herself. And we will catch y'all every other Friday, even though we record whenever I feel like it on Black Mirror Friday. <laughs> we out.